0: Hearing stuff like that and even hearing some other stories that you, you see online afterwards, that's the stuff that, you know, really hits up for us, that we are able to not only provide, like, a fun experience out there, but provide a safe place for people to, you know, grow. If there's one takeaway, one lesson to be learned,
1: um, a mantra, anything from from all you've been through, from your successes, your failures, everything that you're about, what would you say that is? Just go for it go for it if
2: 10 years ago I didn't go for it I wouldn't be here you know wouldn't have this beautiful house wouldn't have met all these beautiful people wouldn't have my son wouldn't wouldn't get to do what I love for a living you know could have settled for a day job that I wasn't happy with and but instead went for it and it's turned out pretty damn good.
1: So here we are on the Weird Music podcast. We got Zach and Casey from Essential Productions. So for everyone out there listening, Zach and Casey are two-thirds of Essential Productions along with Kevin Harris. If you don't know, Essential Productions is part of the reason the scene here in the Midwest is so strong, has such a strong community. These guys are putting on shows all the time in Cincinnati, Covington area. In addition, they do Paradise Music and Arts Festival, which is coming up. We'll have a ticket link in the description and they also put on uh something we all know and love if you listen to this resonance music festival and resonate suani as well i want to start this off here in the origin story like how and why you got into this whole adventure that that has been essential productions for you guys
0: i uh actually was uh born and raised in columbus so your neck of the woods and uh After uh, going to school at Wittenberg, which is like just north of Dayton, I uh, met my now wife there and we moved down to Cincinnati because that's where she's originally from. And while we were up there, we did a lot of like street team work and like work exchange kind of stuff for like Electric Forest, All Good Festival, a bunch of different kind of uh, events like that, as well as doing street team stuff for indoor stuff all over the country. And that's where we really kind of found our love for, um, you know, music based events and uh, once we moved down to Cincinnati, I knew that, you know, I don't know what it was exactly that I wanted to do with the music business, but I wanted to be, you know, involved in some way. So I started throwing, you know, small shows at Stanley's Pub and uh, Mad Frog and a couple other like, spots that were on the Cincinnati side of the river, which is a little bit closer to where I was located. Um and in that time I started uh to see shows from this company Essential Promotions, which was largely based from across the river, the Covington area. And after a few weeks of them coming on my radar, uh they started throwing shows with pigeons, turquoise, all sorts of stuff like that. And I was like, Okay, like these guys are all throwing the stuff that I want to be throwing. So actually it was when uh Casey booked Ott, uh, for the first time i reached out to him and i was like hey man i'm a big fan of uh you know art and all the the shows that you've been throwing and uh just like you know been trying to book him for a while so like r- wish you guys the best of luck with that and casey actually invited me within about two minutes of talking to him about invited me to uh to throw the show with them to co-pro it so uh we threw the show together we sold that one out and we both had kind of had a couple of shows, some at like Madison theater and some all over the place that were, you know, we had booked separately for the next two to three months. So we told each other, you know, let's have like a, you know, trial period where we get together and for all these shows, just put them together for now and we'll just see how they go. So we sold out Ott and then we had like 800 something people for Lotus at the Madison theater. I think that was one of our next big shows. And then Dope was another one of our big ones. And, uh, after a couple of weeks of success like that, we were just like, dude, let's just do this. Let's make it official. And, uh, let's do this together. And in that same year was when, uh, Casey started finding inspiration for the festival stuff. And that's when it really kind of took off.
1: Casey, was it pretty similar from your perspective? Yeah. Just,
2: uh, I went to a bunch of different music festivals and then realized that I wanted to be a part of it. And I was like, you know, let's start small and start throwing shows. So, uh, We started throwing some small, small shows. We did a free summer series with Pigeons, Turquoise, Manhattan Project, and uh, one other band, The Montres. The Montres. That's right, The Montres. Yeah, yeah, that was the free summer series down in Covington at Old Town. And half the shows, we get like 15, 20 people to show up, and they're they're free shows. I mean, you can't ask for a better deal than that. And so Zach was doing the, the same thing on the other side of the river, and he's getting 50, 60 people out for these tiny little, like, I remember you would always do this band, Laser Pony. Yeah. Always. <laughs> oh, and then I got this message from Zach and I was like, you know what? Let's merge this thing. And of course, the first show we merge, we sell out. And then we do Lotus on a Tuesday night and we get 800 people. Then the first show that we officially merged together was the uh, Polish ambassador sold that oh, out. To- yeah.
0: Oh my yeah. God. That's right.
2: Yeah. But no, I mean, it, it was so that first year when we merged with Zach, um, things just took off pretty fast. We told ourselves, we sat at a table night. we're like, you know what? In about four years, we'll throw a music festival. And uh, six months later, we were throwing a music festival. (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, things have been great. Things took off from there. And I mean, we started doing it because we wanted to uh, give people a place to be themselves. I mean, that's what we felt when we went to the music
1: festivals. It was just to bring people together and bring the music that we like and have a good time. Mm. And so starting from that initial motivation, did you, did you expect you'd fast forward to now and, and see yourself so all in like doing this in such a big way compared to, you know, those, those humble beginnings?
2: No, honestly, I couldn't, couldn't imagine being where we, if you, if you'd have told me 10 years ago, we were going to be here. I would laughed at you to be honest. I, yeah. yeah. Well, I couldn't, couldn't imagine it. And I, right. I don't know what the heck's going to happen in the future. Really? I mean, I just can't imagine where this thing's going to keep growing to.
0: Yeah, that's something too. That's like, you know, when we started with that vision, I mean, we had we threw our first paradise, which was up in the hills of Houstonville, Kentucky, just on one of our friends' farms up there. And that was, you know, we were inspired to to find stuff at like, you know, that those moments that we had at, you know, all good for a few of our years there. Um, you know, the workout was a big impact on us too and a big influence on oh, yeah. us oh, yeah. wanting to wanting to throw a festival and um, it was actually even, you know, some of that work that we did for those guys that eventually inspired us working with Kenny. He helped us out big time for that first Paradise and, and a lot of other events after that. But yeah, we, we really just wanted to continue to replicate what we found that was good in all of these events that we were a part of and and share that with as many people as we could.
1: I'd love to hear you guys talk about in your lives, in your careers, with the work that you do, how success and then fulfillment are like different with what you're doing
0: i think there's a lot of work that goes into making these things possible and there's also this you know a community of people that has to make these big events possible especially like the residents of paradise even too you know it's a lot of a lot of people and a lot of effort that that goes into it so I you know, all of that effort, you know, you you're trying to reach that bottom line, you know. So you're creating this budget that you think with this lineup that's going to be able to make it all work. So like in terms of success and building around success, you have to get to that point to be able to keep building towards the future. You know what I mean? But I think in terms of that sense of fulfillment, that kind of will come without the numbers too. You know what I I mean? mean, Think about
2: our our last event. Resonate, we lost a quarter of a million dollars, and I would say it's the most fulfilled either of us has felt after an event in a, in nine to 10 years.
0: Yeah, some of the best reviews, and even just being there amongst the people, it's like you're out there and you're trying to put behind you and not in your mind, you know, losing a lot of money on an event and it feels like it's taking a step back as far as that success goes in that direction. But then once we were out there and we saw just the good time that people were having people taking care of each other people feeling like they were amongst family when they were you know a, a people that they had just met um seeing that kind of stuff is really the big impact for us and that's what we really feel in our hearts that we've accomplished something you know what i mean aside from the budget wow. and the loss and everything like that yeah. when you see people out there having a good time and feeling the feelings that we wanted to recreate and the experiences that we wanted to recreate and and in in new creative ways too, seeing that is what's really special and fulfilling for us.
2: It's how you define, I mean, success. If you're talking monetary success, then I mean, it's different, you know what I mean? Monetary success doesn't necessarily create fulfillment at these events. But I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. there's those times where you knock it out of the ballpark, where you feel successful and fulfilled, that are the, uh, those are the ones you really shoot for.
1: I remember Resonance 2019, this is my like best friend. He was my roommate in the dorms in college. And then we got an apartment together. He introduced me to so much music and suddenly he passed away like two days before Resonance 2019. And I still went and I like couldn't even hold it together, but I had such a deep healing experience there. Like I just felt such like, I'll never forget how, quick it was and how like deep that wound felt but then well like i remember chris salvato picked me up in his golf car i had a good cry and and i've just completely felt like okay like i've processed this and and i know people have had grief and haven't processed it and it's stuck with them um so i just want to share that like i will never ever forget like resonance and and that healing for me like go hand in hand um i just felt like mentioning that
2: yeah, no, I'm grateful, grateful to hear that, man. Grateful yeah,
0: grateful. that's awesome, that. man. Yeah, that's like, you know, hearing stuff like that and in the, even the hearing some other stories that you, you see online afterwards, that's the stuff that, you know, really hits home for us, that we are able to not only provide, like, a fun experience out there, but provide a safe place for people to, you know, grow. And not
1: only people like fans, but, you know, I think back to Goose getting three sets that year and just how – like you guys changed those guys lives giving them those opportunities here and not only their life but they have all these this huge fan base now that is so connected to them that might not even have gotten to hear about them at least at this kind of this quickly along their career if it wasn't for the home you guys gave them so you know it's pretty amazing to see this like grassroots entrepreneurship involve into such like this expansive impactful thing to both artists fans and then people who don't even Like live around Ohio, who are now huge fans uh, of bands like Goose or whatever bands have come through Covington. That you guys, yeah.
2: Pigeons first, and now it's Goose. And Goose, man, we feel really grateful for those guys because there's a lot of these uh, these bands that we help. You know, we help give them those those sets, and and then they go to a bigger promoter. They go play events like Halloween, which we love Halloween, and we're really tight with the promoter there. But Goose this year. Big offer from Halloween. Decided to play Resonance instead. Yeah, and I mean that goes a long way. You know what I mean? Like they're they're the biggest band in our scene right now, aside from Fish, really. And I mean they're comparable to Fish at this point. It seems really getting close, at least as far as ticket sales. Sold out a ten thousand cap arena, Mohegan Sun. But yeah, I I mean, and them they're gonna come play Resonance. So I mean that's that's what we do it for, right there. Mm.
1: What do you feel are some of the intangible traits? you know, the characteristics and attributes that, that you two have that have allowed you to to have the success that you have with Essential Productions.
2: I know for myself, i just, my dad listened to great music my whole life. So I was blessed with an ear for music. So when I hear something, I'm like, I typically have an idea like, wow, those guys are be really big. You know, and that first, like first time we heard Goose, I was like, holy crap, these guys are, these guys are it. They're going to explode. So we tried to expose them, even if we did free shows with them and even if they lost money we did another free show a month later with them because it's like we need to get these guys in front of as many people as we can and i remember Resonance 2019 the one you're talking about we put them at a late night set uh in the barn and all these bands were complaining that they're supposed to be bigger bands you know sell more tickets than goose at the time they're complaining about not getting that set time etc and then you see what's happened i mean <laughs> all it takes that's this industry is so fickle. Sorry to get sidetracked. But this industry is so fickle. You've got so many great bands out there that never get a chance to get that set, never get exposed in front of 3,000 people that after the set start talking their, their minds off to everyone they can about the band. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it just in this industry, it just takes that one set, get exposed. If they play that one right set and they, and they, they take advantage of it, then
1: you, you've got a chance. I remember that set. Yeah,
2: for sure. Z, but yeah, I mean, Zach, Zach is just as organized as you could ever be. He's as driven as you could ever be. He works the weeks of residence. I mean, he'll work a uh, hundred plus hours and maybe more 120 hours. As crazy as that sounds, he just doesn't sleep he, year round. He does our taxes. He does. I mean, he does so much for this company that people have no idea to from top to bottom.
0: I appreciate that, Casey. That's nice of you to say And I think I'll go for one for me and one for him too. I like that. So I would say for Casey, I think a big thing, you know, with his intangibles, it's the, the one from the very beginning that I noticed was leadership from the moment I met him, his ability to lead a group of people and inspire people, including myself, his ability to inspire me as a partner and as a person has been um, probably one of the greatest like impacts on me as a business person. And uh, just as like a human being, I think his ability to be positive and work through that and inspire people is what makes him a great leader and what makes him a great business partner. And for me personally, I think, you know, perseverance, I think that's one quality that I have that I try to stay true to. And it's funny to hear Casey talk about his dad and what has kind of inspired him to be who he is in terms of the tangibles because that was a big thing with my dad I mean my dad's favorite cartoon character was Wiley Coyote because the dude never gave up no matter how many times he couldn't catch the roadrunner he would just never give up so that was something that my dad instilled upon me was that like you know like things can go bad and things can go whatever way but as long as you don't give up you've always done your best and you can always you know kind of hang your hat on the end of the day hang your hat on that and um, I think that's always been a big thing that's kind of gotten me through the tough parts, and as well as you know, trying to just do the little things every day too.
1: Hmm. Right on. So we got Paradise coming up, Resonance in just a few weeks. Um, I want to talk to you guys about like, so these events are different, and you know, you you mentioned you both go to a lot of events, you've been to a lot of festivals. I, I'm curious to hear from you too, like, what do you think? Is a, are some commonly overlooked things by other festivals. And maybe you can also talk about um, when in your early days, people who kind of showed you the way, and then ultimately with Paradise and Resonance, how, how you take what you've seen might, might be overlooked and some lessons from people like, like Kenny or, or Rob Chafin who've kind of showed you the way and how those kinds of things are, are wound into the DNA uh, of your all events. Yeah. I mean,
2: to be honest, there's one person and one person only who showed us the way to how to do this. And it's Kenny Holmes. Rob's Rob's a great guy and does great stuff. But Kenny is is the guy. I mean, from the first festival we threw, he was on on the property a week before setting it up, telling us everything. I mean, stuff that we would have never thought about. So much stuff that you never think about. When you do these events, you're just you're just wild hearted and you've got these big eyes and think like, oh, I'm just going to put these people on a stage and you don't think about the intangibles, you know what I mean? Like Kenny, Kenny, Kenny does it all. He just he, he thinks everything through every little step. He thinks about everything that could possibly go wrong too. And from the first time we threw a festival, I mean, he just showed us exactly the way to do things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. big attribute and our, our early success was, you know, having somebody like Kenny and Rob who had, you know, done the workout for a few years and they had, you know, made all of their own mistakes and they were able to, Give us the uh, the cliff notes to begin with, and be like, "Hey, <laughs> like this is the stuff that you just have to avoid yeah. completely." And you know, we made a lot of our own mistakes along the way too. But I, I you know, that those guys were a huge help, and and, and uh, giving us good perspective on that. And um, I think that one thing that you know people don't tend to see is like there is you know the community of people that are. The, the folks that are coming to our event, but also the community of people that are the ones that are putting the event on. You know what I mean? Like if you go all the way down to every, for residents, there's a position for every single thing. And um, I think the amount of teamwork that it takes to make something like that work, um, to go through all the tough situations, um, it takes a really, really solid group of people uh, as staff members to be able to do that. And I think that uh, the ability to do that as a team is something that I think gets overlooked for sure.
2: Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people overlook the porta potties, getting them cleaned enough. I mean, you get enough of them out there, obviously, but then you got be- <laughs> to get them cleaned twice. Honestly, at Marvin's Mountaintop, we paid these guys an astronomical amount to be on site 24 hours a day pumping. Shit, for lack of a better term but it's when you got 10,000 people there it, and there's not enough infrastructure there's only so much you can do you know but like a lot of people will get the Johns out there and only get them serviced once a day that's a that's a big thing that people overlook and uh, I mean the uh, ingress and egress are those are, those are uh, two big things that Zabo knows a whole lot about that people overlook
0: I mean yeah I love those words
2: yeah <laughs> Keep yeah, I, I mean, getting ten thousand people into one site
1: is always going to be a, a tough, tough feat, and people just overlook it. So, paradise, you got ripe and and magic beans and string dusters. There's there's these bands that they're like staples kind of in our scene, and and I'm curious to hear from you too how you evaluate artists that you're planning on booking, and then like furthermore, how you evaluate artists of different genres and and the work you do to kind of. Keep different genres together that that have overlap a little bit within you know your event. So I'm definitely definitely curious to hear about like your thinking that goes into the curation.
2: For Paradise, it's just a little different. So we we try and do a little more family oriented uh, stuff for Paradise, but then we sprinkle stuff like the Beans in there, so those those younger heads still come out. Uh, and then you got the band like Ripe, who. There's a lot of people in our scene who haven't heard of Ripe, you know, and they're extremely talented, extremely, extremely talented. They're as musically talented as anybody you'll see. And so we try and get them a little exposure to those bands that we know, like we hear them and we're like, you know what, that's another one of those bands. They're going to be huge someday, in my opinion, huge. And so we're trying to get ahead of the curve and and give give them a proper set time, give them some proper billing, the headline on Saturday night. So... So we can, when they're huge, selling out arenas, et cetera, they look back like, "Hey, these guys helped us out. Let's uh, let's link them up." And it's a funny thing, uh, Ripe's actually celebrating a bachelor party in town Thursday through Sunday of this week, so you'll get to see them out floating around Covington slash Cincinnati all weekend. Yeah, and then as far as <laughs> resonance goes, you know, I mean, it's you just try and create an experience with that one. You, you obviously you want to get some bands that people haven't heard and and get them exposed to that too. But you got to have the bands that bring the tickets. You got to have Bands like Goose, Lotus, Unfreeze, Pigeons. I mean, list goes on and on. We've got a, a day after Paradise. We've got a big electronic headliner to announce for Resonance. So excited about that. But, yeah, it's just, I mean, trying to get that that good blend of jam, electronic, bluegrass, just so people can come out and have, like, I mean, all different walks of people can come out and enjoy something, you know, even if it's not necessarily their, their cup of tea, they can come out and experience it and and have something else that they like
1: oh well hell yeah wrapping up here you know so much respect appreciation for what you guys do like i'm i'm from connecticut i'm not from ohio i came out here for school went to ohio state and you know when i discovered the what's going on in columbus and then what you guys got going on down there like there is such tight camaraderie between music fans around here that is yeah. it I, that is not like that where i'm from and, yeah, and it's, it's amazing family. for sure and there's you know, someone's got to put the table here for us all to sit together. And, and that means like more than any of us could ever tell you, like, yeah. you know, looking back on, on the memories with our friends and people I know from your events, but anyways, like, thank you so much for all that you do. I got one thank final you for saying question. That, Ken. Yeah. Of course. I want you both to answer this Casey. We'll start with you. If there's one takeaway, one lesson to be learned Um, a mantra, anything from, from all you've been through from your successes, your failures, everything that you're about, what would you say that is? Just go for it.
2: Go for it. If 10 years ago, I didn't go for it. I wouldn't be here. You know, wouldn't have this beautiful house. Wouldn't have met all these beautiful people. Wouldn't have my son. Wouldn't, wouldn't get to do what I love for a living, you know, could have settled for a day job that I wasn't happy with and, but instead went for it and
0: it's turned out pretty damn good. Mm, I love it. What about you, Zach? Gosh, man, that's tough to follow up, but I think I'm just going to have to go right with that. I think that was one thing with when I first started working with Casey, I had, you know, a lot of fears about, you know, branching out past local bands and taking the bigger risks on, you know, bigger guarantees for artists that I, you know, at the time wasn't even dreaming of doing. And Casey was like, let's go for it, man. Like we got to go for this. And uh I think it's true, man. I think you got to go for it. You can't let your fears be the reason why you don't go after something you want in life. And uh, I, I think, I think going for it is, I think that's the mantra too, man. You got to go for it. And yeah, you don't, you don't want to look back on things and say, Oh, I could have done this. And like with, with the leaps that we've taken and all of the accomplishments that we we've had and like those accomplishments i'm thinking of just working with some of the best bands in the scene people that i'd never thought i'd ever work with in my life or had a you know my event like had we not gone for it then yeah we wouldn't be sitting here talking to you about it
1: oh man yo (laughs) shout out to you two swinging the bat for real we got lucky brother so great to talk with you guys yeah you're the man yeah, thanks Can for having up,
2: us bro. man. looking sure forward to hanging in person see you soon
1: likewise likewise i super admire what you guys got going on and can't wait to see you soon
2: yeah see you brother. absolutely, man see you in paradise man
1: well if you made it this far thank you for tuning in big shout out to our sponsor thrax check them out if you're looking for some incredibly high quality cbd and thc gummies also, big shout out to J&J Distribution. Retailers, check out their brands, Cushburst, Burst, Death by Gummy Bears, and Compassionate Buds. Also, big shout out to SEM Tickets. If you're throwing events and you're looking for a reliable ticketing source that's well-priced, look no further. Got links in the description. Much love, y'all.